0: Unscripted Unshackled Uncouth What you're about to hear is for mature ears only It's Miguel Fuller I would show anything I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo and my (laughs) (laughs) ha-ha
1: Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom?
2: (laughs) And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. This is the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only
1: from Hot 101.5.
0: Tampa Bay's new hip music. Hello. Hey, girl. Hi. It's been really cool to see a lot of Miguel and Holly fan members who are part of the Platypus Posse.
1: Hey, the PP.
0: Yes. Come on, PP. No,
1: okay. Uh, Let's not do that. Never mind.
0: Holly, you shouldn't have put that in my brain. (laughs) Now it's there. Uh, Who wants to be a part of the pee-pee?
1: Nobody wants to pee-pee.
0: Miguel, Holly, and Scott is pee-pee.
1: Okay. Okay, See, definitely not that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not that. Ah!
0: No. Um, But seeing all of you comment during the past few days about the engagement and other stuff that we posted online and everyone hashtagging platypus, Mm -hmm. I love it because then it makes the other people (laughs) reading comments like, what the hell are they talking about?
1: Yeah. I don't. To feel left out,
2: though, I would feel bad. To, no, 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 no! Don't feel bad. That's the whole point. You see that? You're like, huh? What is that? Well, come on over to the podcast. You'll learn what a platypus okay. is all about.
1: I just hope that someone is explaining it, and they're not like, "You only know if you know," because that here me. Well, I mean, I think
2: if you do have that question, you say, "Well, check out the
1: podcast." Okay. So let's you'll just find encourage out. people be nice about it. Yeah, oh I yeah, just don't, don't, be don't want jerk. someone to be like, "Ha, we you can't have platypus. We got all the PP." Like,
0: just... You can't have my PP.
1: Wow! All right, you, you know what? There. Sorry.
0: Um, but what I was thinking, and like most things we do on our show that I come up with, I've stolen it from somewhere. Sure. Um, there, they. I listened to this NPR podcast oh. <laughs> where they have different listeners of theirs do like help them intro it, sort of like we do Jacob two times yeah. on Wednesdays podcast.
1: Wait, speaking of Jacob, where he been at?
0: I don't know. Now that you say that. Well, usually when he calls in to do the intro, we're not as busy. But this week, since I was out one day, yeah, I feel like it's been, especially the day that he
2: normally he calls in. He could have called Monday, and I could have just missed it because yeah. you weren't in, Miguel. But I was he... running the board, and I didn't look at the phone oh, like once.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Well, I just hope he's okay. I, th-
0: I hope so. Well, we'll have to check in on him and see.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But sort of like what he does on Wednesday's podcast, I want to do for Monday and Friday's podcast. Mm. So all you've got to do is download the free Hot 101.5 app. Mm-hmm. And on the little open mic feature, just be like, hey, my name is Brooke. I'm part of the platypus.
1: Pus-. See? You see what, what you did? You? you see what? I, and this is why I was like, damn it. I shouldn't have done it. But here we are. <laughs>
0: Hey, it's Brug. I'm part of the Platypus Posse. Posse. Okay. That's... And I just love the podcast. And I listen from the kitchen every day. Here it is. Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Boom. And we'll play it before the podcast. Great. And if we use it, we'll send you a Miguel and Holly mask. Oh.
2: Oh, All right. Great little initiative. I so, like
0: it. Yeah. So just download the free Hot 101.5 app, and uh, we'll start doing that as soon as we get some. I love it. Um, So what I wanted to do, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast because we have some meetings that we got to get to in a couple of minutes or a few mm. minutes. Um, There is one secret that I didn't get to during Tampa Bay Secrets today Um, that I wanted a chance to read, but we were running short on time.
2: Okay.
0: Um, This isn't even some advice. This is just like, Ooh. For some reason, a lot of our secrets today were all about dogs.
1: Yeah, I noticed that.
0: And there was actually one more dog-centric Are you kidding? Nope.
1: I just feel bad for the dogs. Same.
0: So here is this one. Someone I did not like passed away a few years ago. Well, sometimes because I live close to the cemetery where this person is buried, I will walk my dog. And I often make a point of getting my dog to crap on this person's grave. I always pick it up though. I'm a responsible dog owner.
2: Wow.
1: Oh. Okay, wow. so <clears throat> you can either go to therapy and That's fix yourself or yep. you just take your dog and let it shit on someone's grave. Yep. Those are your options.
2: Yep. Obviously, I think maybe the first time you do it, you're like, ha. But I want to do it
1: all the time. Right, like, I, could, I could actually see like a one-off. Right. Yeah. Especially like right after maybe if you didn't get to express like whatever emotions to said person that died maybe. Yeah. But like at what point do you move on? Hmm. Do you? I'm you trying to. Think. to.
2: You, again, you were the for only you, one affected now. For
1: yourself.
0: Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me ask Holly. Because yeah. I'm trying to think out of all the years I've known you. Yeah. I've never known you to harbor harsh feelings for anyone.
1: Yeah. But yeah.
0: your stepdad.
1: Yeah, he was a bit.
0: And I know you had a very tough time with him growing up.
1: Yeah.
0: Is this something you would ever think about doing when he passed away? Because I feel like you're a different person than you were now. Back I am. Then.
1: I'm definitely different now. And I... I have grown so I can see, like, sort of what happened with mm-hmm. that, that you know, that relationship with my mom, with him. I, I see it now.
0: So before you answer, can you help us understand the relationship um, and sort of where back then Holly's mind space was when he passed away?
1: Oh, when he passed away, I was relieved. I was like, thank God this burden is over. Mm, why is that? Because, I mean, when when he and my mom first met— Ah, this is a let me try let me hold on a second I've never like neatly packaged this story because y'all do not want to hear this rambling story about my stepdad mm. um he was f- decent like when he and my mom first met they had known each other back in the day um and I don't want to tell too much because it's not my story it's right. my mom's but
0: from your perspective
1: long story short so once they got married and I would say maybe about not that long after they got married he just was not kind Mm. sometimes and I could feel it and he would just say these like rude comments or like snarky or like snide comments to my brother who was only five he would call him lazy all the time Mm. and like he would like bitch about stuff that I did and it was just like it just made me feel yuck and so like as I grew older and as we lived all in the house like he and my mom would fight all the time and of course you know when you're a kid and Mixing it up with now that I've unpacked all of my issues with my own mom. But at the time, I was always so protective of her that I would be even more pissed at him for yelling at her about stuff because I'm like, you know, the defender. Yeah, Right. Um, and so, like, it would put me at, at odds, you know, because I'm like, I didn't see anything that my mom could possibly be doing wrong. Vision now, obviously, the two of them were just not good for each other. Right. Because uh, my mom was no angel, by the way. Right. Now I realize that. But even still, like for a kid, you don't want to see that stuff. No. So, and you know, and I was trying to like, but I was always taught to not yell at adults. And so I had all this anger that I didn't know what to do with. So he, it was just terrible. I felt like I got away from that when I went to college, but then I always felt guilt that I had left my brother, who's eight years younger than me, mm. to deal with all that. Shit. And as a quick side tangent, I also feel like that's why he is now a police officer, so that he's the one making the calls.
0: Mm. He would probably
1: never, ever admit this, nor... I don't even know if he would even recognize this, but I felt like because our stepdad made him feel small or abused or whatever, Mm -hmm. he went that route so that he couldn't feel that way anymore. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So psychologically, because you
0: want to take the power back that you never had. I think that's for him.
1: I have done a lot of psychological unpacking in my own family, Um, but anyway, so I digress. But I hated my stepdad for a lot of different reasons. Those many of those included. Um, and so as I got older and I didn't have to see him deal with him, and then anytime I would, I would always just be like, uh, there's this undealt uh, with anger. Yeah. Um, and it got worse and worse. Come to find out he had like a brain issue. Why does everyone in my life have fucking brain issues? Mm. He had something called hydrocephalus, which made him even crazier than he normally was. And him and my mom had this very explosive relationship up till the end when he really got nuts and had to go into like um assisted living type thing cuz yeah. he wasn't even physically doing well. He mm. couldn't get out of bed, things like this towards the end. And I was just always like, what do you do? I encouraged her to like leave him sometimes even though that's probably not what you should do as a kid, but right. um so yeah, there was just a lot I harbored a lot of anger and resentment and then when he did pass away in 20 When was that? I want to say maybe it was like 2012. Mm. It wasn't actually, but I I was relieved because I was yeah. like, finally, like everyone is free of this oppressive man. Right, and then so like at that time, I think even then, I getting back to the dog situation with the grave and the thing, um, if I had found my, I just didn't visit the cemetery. Mm. To me, the best revenge was like I care so little about you that I'm not even going to... I don't even know where he's buried. Oh, like, really? I don't. Did I you think, go to the funeral? I
2: don't um, remember.
1: Yes, I did. I did. Because we were actually here, I think. I had to fly up, go to the funeral. I was more so there for my mom. Yeah. I, You know what happens is like once a year, obviously, you know, your Facebook memories pop up. And I posted when he died. I was like, hey, so just... This is a crass way to do it, but, you know, my stepdad passed away. I'm more so, you know, just, just you know, be kind to my mom, reach out, because she did go through a lot of stuff with having to deal with all of that. Right. So I was more so just worried or concerned for my mom. Mm. I did go to the funeral, obviously, for her sake, um, but that was it. And then after that, I just forgot about it, and that mm. felt so good to me. Mm. Right. Had I been in the cemetery with a dog and like knew where he was buried, would I have done that? Maybe right. I can't say that I wouldn't. Yeah, right. But I and and then you know and then I would have probably gotten like a um, a bitter like chuckle out of it. Right. Yeah. But I I can tell you even with all of that I wouldn't have made a a. a a ritual to do this frequently. Mm,
0: like because once a year, you're like, oh, n- here's yeah, no. the annual dog poop.
1: then I'm still letting that miserable person yeah. live in my heart and my head. And right. I Your just energy. felt so much better when I didn't even have to acknowledge that it, this person existed. Mm. So, no. Maybe once, like Scott said, but overall, repeatedly, it would hurt me more to do it Right, because I'd have to rehash yep. all that shit, mm-hmm. literally. Um, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, so I don't know what that's about. I I would have to really think about that. That's not something I'm prepared to psychologically dissect. Mm-hmm. But for, for whatever reason, the, that secret, f- that person, I don't know how it's making them feel better. Right, because that dead person don't give an f that mm-hmm. that dog is pooping on their grave.
0: Scott, is there anyone probably not that has passed away? Ooh, not passed. Um, or is there anyone that's living now that if they did pass away, you'd be like, my dog's got a fresh spot to poop?
2: I, I've had situations where I've wanted to be revengeful. I'm trying to think if I've, like, if somebody specific, not now. I'll give right. it a quick example of, like, when I, I was in a fraternity in college, I left said fraternity at, like, the end of my junior year of college. And it was just, a, it was a rough Ending, like, it clashing heads, ugly. And I left, like, just so angry. And I went through just constant thoughts of, like, what could I do to get back at some of these MFers? Mm. Like, I was just beyond pissed. Beyond pissed because I felt like I was the one affected and nobody else was affected, even though I was standing up for the right thing. Now, because well, obviously, it took me a long time to finally get over those feelings. A lot of the guys actually reached back out to me understood where I was coming from, apologized for said things that were done in those moments. And so I've definitely closed up that chapter. But back then, there's a couple people, yeah, like that I was just so upset and angry at that, hell yeah, if I had a dog, go ahead and take a dump on that grave because I was just that livid about it. Would you do it repeatedly? No, mm. no. Again, it, it comes back to the fact and why I was the way a couple years ago. It's like it only was affecting me, like me thinking about those feelings was only bringing me down right. nobody else even knew Nobody right. else knew my feelings for it i thought about going public with my thoughts and the things that happened but i was like again the end of the day like they're not worrying about it nobody else is thinking about it except for me and so if i continue to just put myself in these thoughts and go through these actions like all it's gonna do is just bring me down and so i did the opposite and i was like well let me show how good i could be without y'all and mm. here i am yeah what did
0: they do that made you so angry
2: it was just more so, you know, I, there was a point where I just I stood up for what was right. And I, I just put my ass on the line. I was the president of the fraternity in that moment. And it got to a point where things, people weren't doing good things. And I just I had it. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I just called them all out in one meeting. Probably wasn't the greatest step of leadership I've had. But I got to a point where I was like, this needs to happen right now. I thought after being in a fraternity for three years, you build bonds, you build a quote-unquote brotherhood, you would have people that have your back. It was the opposite. It was like I stood up, a person that's trying to save everyone's ass, that, you know, if we stop this now, we'll be okay. If you don't, you're going to F yourself. But people got up and literally just screamed it right back at my face. Like,
1: I was the one at fault. Yeah. Mm. When people aren't ready to hear a message, they will fight back hard. Oh, oh, absolutely. And you know why? I've realized this over a long time. Because it does hit a little bit close to home. Oh, yeah. And they realize that you're probably right. Yeah. But they're not ready to accept that or any part of it. And so... It's real shitty. It and went, you know what's yeah. weird? It's like Greek life does that because they give you these positions of leadership. I had a great time in my sorority. Were there some shitty times? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Was I like horrifically pissed at some of the people or the advisors or whatever? Yes, because it's these like structures that are almost like adult structures. Mm. <laughs> Maybe because <laughs> it's like these fraternities and sororities. I You were what? Sigma Nu? Yes. So I'm Alpha Z Delta. So they were founded like... Years oh, ago, yeah. like back, like in the Hundreds late 1800s or whatever. Oh, wow. I honestly think collegiate students were much more mature then. Yes. And they could have like a president and a secretary and a treasurer and there was decorum and there was like, we're going to knit socks for the small children today. Well, they usually they
0: probably had kids and stuff back then and and husbands
1: and whatnot. And for the men too, it was just a different time. And so maybe the structure hasn't followed because I don't know if we've become more immature as a society. Probably Uh, so. Yes. Yes. Because we don't
0: have to grow up until later. We don't have to grow up.
1: And, like, we aren't living, or they weren't living as long back then. So it was, like, an Mm -mm. adult organization. And having, looking back at it now, it's like, these college kids aren't ready for these roles. Right. Like, you were right what you were doing in the role of president. And that's why they put you there. But those other MFers weren't ready to do all that shit. Yeah. So it's. It's actually, now that I think about it, it's it needs to be revamped in some way. Oh, because absolutely. Because it's just not applicable to today's college kids.
0: Is there ever an adult that's, like, in the fraternity or sorority?
1: <laughs> yes, there is. There's advisors for it and right. stuff. And
2: the problem was, I, like, I, this is just old shit that I just dig out from my soul. I'm like, there was people there. Like, there were moments. I, I went as far as I could with trying to, like, do what I can to save an organization. I went to every route. But, again, the little bit of resentment I have is, like, the only person affected. Out of all this, every person I went to, adults included, I was the one left out of the – and I I didn't want to be there anymore, but I was the one only affected. Nobody else got removed. Nothing else happened. No changes were made except for now I'm out. And I got people – and it went as far as, like, people were starting to stomp on the things that I was trying to go after. And in that time, like, I was literally going after a student body vice president with a good friend going as president. You would, like, I, I announced it. I had support. Well, all this crash came down during my campaign. I had guys that I, I went through three years with, like, literally, like, smashing my campaign, ripping up signs, ripping up shirts,
1: saying, like, wow. don't
2: vote for these two. And I was like, mm. y'all, F off. And what mm. were the
1: advisors doing at that point?
2: I don't know. Not, I mean, busy. Busy not doing anything sure. or, and again, the bigger thing was, it's like, I went to these routes and nothing happened. And yeah. that's when I was like, you know what? I'm wiping my hands clean. Goodbye. Yeah. Like, I'm out. If nobody wants to do anything, I'm the only one that wants to stand up when it's really hard to stand up. That's fine, but yeah. I'm going to go take my skills in life somewhere else.
1: I don't blame you. I would have done the same. We had some advisors. We had, like, a board of advisors, but there was, like, one woman that would always come, like, for recruitment time. Yeah. And then you'd have someone from, like, you know, nationals that would yeah. come every now and then or whatever. But there was no
0: one there on a daily in the house? Oh, no, not no, the no.
1: daily. Like the, Your your officers were the ones that were, like, leading everything. So your president, your we had, the way our structure is set up, it was, like, you had your president, and then there were, like, six different vice presidents of different things. Mm. So it's like your board would be the ones that are, and so you voted on them, so you put them into those positions so they had that power to, like, do things or whatnot. But then you're also college kids. Mm. And so, yes, there's an advisor. And, like, I had a couple issues where we would go to the advisor and then it would be sort of like, oh, smack on the hand. And they would cause, there were these girls that were causing, like, a division in the sorority. Well, if you're, like, this branch of Alpha Z and you do these like things with us at, at night then you're the cool ones and I was like what the fuck is this? Mm. And the advisor would like take them aside and then there'd be like a slap on the wrist but the division was already there. Right. It was like the, it's it was difficult. I remember it being mm-hmm. difficult and I would get so frustrated because then the advisor always has to very, you know, very politically be like, yes. well, "I see everyone's point." Right. And it's like <sighs> a lot
0: if you knew what you know now about fraternities and sororities and you could go back in time would you do it again
2: it's a good question
1: i i would i would because the good for me unlike scott like the good for me outweighed the bad mainly because it gave me a sense of home at college like i was so scared so scared and like um it was some of the girls that I was already clicking with in the hall, we all went through recruitment together and stuff. And then we just ended up where we ended up. But I was like, I didn't want to be in the sorority that I was, um, um, what do they call it? When they give you a bid, like I I wasn't, I wanted a bid from another one. Mm. And I was like so bummed out. I'm like, well, I'm not going to accept this. This is not the one that I want. And then, you know, some of the girls came and talked to me and they're like, just give it a try. So of course I did. And then, what happened was I really fell in love with that life because it did give me this sense of belonging, mm-hmm. of purpose, um, and there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of it. So that was a positive for me. I I feel like by the time I got to be a senior, I was through with that bullshit. Right. Is what it was because by by the time I was a senior, I was just like, you're all, you're straddling that line of like I'm doing um um. Adult thing? Yeah, what am I talking about? Like, when you go do an inter- internship. internship. Oh, internship. And, like, internships. I'm trying to get my shit together for graduation, and we have these girls still talking about this. I'll, like, I'm like, it? Is... Mm. Wait till y'all grow up a little bit. So, right. like, for my younger... Like, I would say, you know... Freshman through uh, through junior year, it w- it really gave me a home. Right. But then when you have to be the one that's in charge of all that, which I was in one of those leadership positions as a senior or as a junior. But that's when it started. When I was in a leadership position, I was the vice president of recruitment. It almost broke me. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so difficult to corral these college girls that are like, mm, we care, but we don't really care that much. So that's when it started to fall apart. And by the time I was a senior, I was like, I got other stuff to do. Right. Like. I can't. But, like, I would say, for me, the sorority was integral for especially freshman and sophomore years. It gave me focus, purpose, direction. The stuff that Greek life is supposed to give you. Yeah. Um, friendships, strong, deep bonds with other women, someone that has your back, um, like, even the rituals and stuff. I really enjoyed all that stuff. But by the time I was getting ready to graduate, it was I was done. Scott?
2: After going back and forth in my brain for a little bit, I would have to say I would agree with that I think for me like I definitely have a lot of great memories and when I first got to college like it was me meeting these like dope ass dudes I was like I felt like I was actually connecting and had some great brotherhood bonds and I was like this is awesome Right. I mean those friendships aren't really now but I do have a lot of guys in the fraternity that I'm still close to that I'm still could reach out and everything that's been going on in my life there's people that still reach out and like check in on how I'm doing so I think, you know, it does kind of go down. Like your freshman, sophomore year, like it's fantastic. You know, I had a grand ass time partying. But oh, also yeah. Connecting. The parties were epic. You met uh. a lot of people that way. It was a great way to just be like, hey, here's your way. You don't have to worry about those weird social interactions. You're already thrown into it. Here's access to hundreds of people that you already know. Mm. I do think, you know, and I've said it multiple times where it's like, I do think the system needs to change. Mm-hmm. I do think like, now, day of age, like we need to change things for it to continue to grow and be that great thing that it's offered for many students. Agreed. Because it's just gone too far off of one end. So for me, I would definitely do it again. However, I would also do a lot of things differently. Same. Going about it, I think it's an awesome thing, but I also do think you know it's not for everyone.
1: Right? It it is. It and we've all we always said that too, where it's like if you don't feel that bond, that yeah. connect, if you're not reaping those benefits, it's not for you, and that's okay. Yeah, oh, it's not for everybody. Of other things to
2: do now, and that's right. why it's like I was happy that I got involved in so much other things. Like, it wasn't my only source of connection. As right. soon as that ended, I was like, okay, well. I, I still have other connections. I'm not dependent right. on y'all.
1: There's other stuff that I can do. I, that was the same way, too. And, I, like, I have a kid, so, like, I would actually encourage her to look at Greek life and see if she wants it. See yeah. if she finds a home that feels like a home like that. Right. Because that's what I found with those women. And I, it's interesting, because this is, like, my college's um, homecoming week. Mm. So there's, like, a group of Alpha Z Delta, the Gamma Tau chapter on Facebook that I forget, <laughs> I forget about sometimes. <laughs> but they've been posting a lot where they're like... Here, post pictures of your big little ceremonies, post pictures of Greek week from this year. Po- and mm. I'm like going through and I'm like, oh, man, those were some really great times. And right. like the the memories are, are joyful. Yeah. There's just a lot of bullshit also that happens. I think maybe as you grow through it, like by the time you're a senior, you're like, you're done. Ah, let's I it's got, other, to I got go. other stuff to worry. But about.
0: But you know what it sounds like? Because I was never in a fraternity, uh, but I was in a lot of different clubs and. Um, That no matter what organization you're in, there's gonna be bullshit. Yes. But I think the point is that you should do something when you do go to college or even in high school. Like, do something. That if you're young right now or you're going to college, like join something. Like for me, my first at my first uh college being the student, um, the editor of the paper and an RA in a student government, that helped me like totally create an ecosystem of friends mm-hmm. and then by the time I got to my four-year school and I did the newspaper and then the radio station like that was like my base and then after that I found my first group of gay friends but I feel like you need that base camp you when have you start. to start
1: you have to and it it only makes your experience better I feel like the people that have really terrible college experiences part of it might be that they got either joined up with the wrong group for them or they didn't get joined up at yeah. all. Yeah. There's a lot of lonely students oh, absolutely. who would so benefit from joining something. Something. You've All got right. to make yourself part of it.
0: We got a room. We got a meeting. Holly, what's your information?
1: Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Scott. At Scott Tavlin,
2: S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N.
0: And mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review and a rating. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And you can always listen on the Hot 1015 app. And if you want a Miguel and Holly stilka, yes. just send me an email, Miguel at hot1015 Tampa Bay.com with your full name and address. And until tomorrow, bye. Catch up, catch, up, catch,
2: up. catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5.
1: Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search
2: Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.